Hi, and welcome to Yeah, That Can't Be Good, the Wonderfalls edition with me, Vicki, and my co-host, Doug Gramley. Now, here's Doug, not Doug Gramley, with a podcast disclaimer. Yeah, That Can't Be Good is a frequent line used by Sheriff Jack Carter in the original subject of this podcast, the sci-fi original series, Eureka, and is not intended as commentary on any of the series covered here. Let's get going! This is Doug with the IMDB credits and quick cap for Wonderfalls, Season 1, Episode 6, Muffin Buffalo. Series created by Brian Fuller and Tom Holland. Written by Gretchen Berg and Aaron Harberts. Directed by Craig Zisk. Original air date, July 23rd, 2004. This episode aired only in Canada. And now for the quick cap. Jay first stalks the elusive Fat Pat at the trailer park. But when she learns the obese shut-in has actually lost 300 pounds, Jay decides that she needs to help him acclimate back into the outside world. Mrs. Beetle is missing her disability checks. Somehow they have been getting delivered to Jay. The buffalo on Mrs. Beetle's apron tells Jay not to give Mrs. Beetle the checks, so she holds on to them. Aaron is having a difficult time reconciling the thought that his belief in the existence of nothing is in question in his own head. He sets out to prove that Jay is losing her mind so that he does not have to admit to himself that God just might exist. Pat's first outing with Jay does not go well and he spirals into non-stop eating. After eating trays and trays of Mrs. Beetle's muffins made with fat-free shortening that causes gastrointestinal issues, he winds up in the hospital. When Mrs. Beetle tells Jay that she is about to be evicted, Jay decides to give Mrs. Beetle her checks. Pat wakes up in the hospital to find he had lost more than the 12 pounds he needed to lose. Due to his weight loss, Mrs. Beetle decides that she can market her muffins as healthy and asks Pat to be her spokesperson. She thanks Jay as well because if she hadn't held on to those checks, Mrs. Beetle would not have had this lump sum of money to market her new muffins. Just a reminder, dental work, not drunk. So we're back with Season 1, Episode 6, Muffin Buffalo. So when I originally sent you this link, I said that I thought I remembered liking this one. Yeah. Just to clarify, I don't believe there's any episodes I don't like. When I said I liked this one, I I was thinking I liked it as much as I liked Crime Dog, which I know you weren't fond of. But then when I watched it, I was like, I didn't like this as much as I thought I did. Still liked it. I think maybe I was remembering that it was a little bit different than the others because we see Jay in her life on the, at the trailer park. Okay. We see her inside her trailer, but we really don't see the people that live there. Yeah, I, I thought that she lived like in a trailer by herself in the woods someplace. Like, I didn't realize it was an actual trailer park. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess you would get that impression because we never right, really... Right, because I don't think they've ever showed her with neighbors or... I mean, maybe maybe they did. I just wasn't paying much attention but i i had assumed that she was kind of in the woods by herself well, right then there is a sign that they show yeah i can't remember the name of it but they do show that it's a trailer park but you're right i didn't think that we've ever seen anybody we just see inside her trailer and that's right. it yeah and then it was weird to see that she actually knows some of these people and she actually has interactions with them which was odd for me too yeah. you know so she, you, you picture her living in a trailer because she wants to be alone, but she actually knows some of these people well enough to know, like, Mrs. Beetle, did you take your medication with Gallo <laughs> again? Yeah. 
I like that. And I think maybe that's what I was remembering, you know, that it was just different. And I did like that Aaron and Jay were hanging out and spying on Fat Pat at the beginning. And I liked their relationship at the beginning until Aaron started becoming unhinged. I didn't like this episode at all. No. If I had to start watching the series by watching this episode, I don't think I'd make it past this episode. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the spying that they were doing. The camera angle seemed weird. Like every time they would show Pat yeah. or whatever, the camera angle always looked like it was lower to make him look bigger or taller. Like he was some kind of freak. Like I think it was done on, on purpose, but I, I mean the whole spying on him, I don't know. I just did not... I did not care for this episode. No, this wasn't one of my favorites, but I did like it. You know, the camera angles, yeah, it was probably purposeful. The whole episode was a little more, a lot more creepy than previous episodes. Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't seem like, I don't know, out of character for her. Like, like why would she care? See, that I didn't find out of character. I would see her getting fixated on something, you know, as long as she didn't have to interact with people. You know, she's spying on this guy because he weighs... 400 pounds or whatever. I could see that being part of her personality. The surprise for me was that she actually knew people that she lived around. Yeah. Overall, the creep factor was at a 10 compared to other episodes. But I don't know if you noticed this, and it could be just me. Did Pat's voice remind you of anyone? Did he remind me of anybody? His voice. If you weren't watching the screen and just listening to it, would you think he was somebody else? No. I know him from... American Pie movies. Oh, okay. Okay, maybe that would make a difference because his voice, if I wasn't looking at the screen, he sounded just like Ross Geller, uh, David Schwimmer. Oh, maybe. Oh, my God. It was so much so for me, and maybe not for you because you know him. I don't know this guy. Yeah. For me, it was starting to bother me towards the end. I was like, when is he going to stop doing a David Schwimmer impersonation which i don't think was an impersonation that's that's his voice like that's the way his delivery is it started to bother me i mean really bother me yeah i could see it i mean like i don't think i would have mistaken it for david schwimmer yeah. i could kind of see it yeah yeah so i love mrs beetle and i i always liked this actress beth grant and so i was kind of glad to see her show up here but she has a muffin business and is looking for her disability checks that haven't arrived Jay realizes that they must have been delivered to her by accident, but the buffalo on Mrs. Beetle's apron tells her, keep them here. Now, I thought at the beginning it says, keep them here, but it almost sounded like it said, keep him here, keep him here. So I didn't know if that was supposed to be something she was misunderstanding for later, but it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, I think I I heard it as keep them here. I don't think I was confused by the message i was i almost thought the him and the them was going to be some mixed message for the end yeah you know but it didn't seem to be and aaron realizes that jay's hearing something talking to her again and mahandra thinks that jay admires pat because he's shut in which is probably the truth yeah when jay said that she started stalking him again because she was nostalgic for a simpler time mahandra asks her if that time was when she was a bitch Because apparently everybody thinks she's gotten so nice. If this is her being nice. Exactly. There's a flaw. (laughs) Right. Things that she does that are not nice just so happen to work out. And there were a lot of these in this episode. She would do things like give Mahandra the chair and the guy falls and saving the baby. It's not her being nice. And, And Mahandra's almost mad at her for being nice. 
when the guy falls on the floor in the bar, yeah, and then we find out he's an alcoholic and he would have started drinking again because he had the wrong drink. Mahindra's almost mad at her because that turned out well. Yeah, I don't get that at all because it, it has to be apparent to everyone that she's not being nice. Yeah, I mean, yes, she befriends Pat and tries to get him out. Which is something she probably wouldn't have done. She's changing a little bit, but not in the way that they're, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't doesn't make sense. No. So, you know, she saves the baby and becomes employee of the month. But she overdoes the I'm not nice yelling at everyone. I mean, I know she doesn't want to be the center of attention. I get that because, you know, I'm the reason why nobody sings happy birthday at work. Because I hate it. Uh, We're celebrating four birthdays uh, today. Four times we're going to sing happy birthday. (laughs) You're being sarcastic, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. But I just think that her yelling, I'm not nice, is kind of like... Because she's not nice. It was a bit much. Yeah. So the bear telling her to staple the shoelace was just so she'd save the baby? Just so the mother could find the lost ring? Was that the purpose of that? I don't know. When did the mother lose the ring? Like I don't know. The barrel bear told her to staple the lady's shoelace to the rack, which she did. This lady yeah. fell down. The baby went flying. She caught the baby. And the mother found a ring that she had lost and she's been looking for in the carriage. It's her mother's ring. So they're almost killing a baby. Yeah, right. The risk doesn't seem worth the reward. Yeah, she got her picture in the paper. And another reason why everybody thinks she's nice and why she becomes employee of the month. But yeah, there wasn't enough there for me to justify having a baby flying through the air. Right. I agree. That whole sequence was odd. Yeah. And I thought there was going to be more to it. Because you know how a couple of weeks ago when the father was in the hospital and we said the outcome of her helping Gretchen didn't seem to be enough. Right. Until the father finds out that she basically saved his life. Right. And I just thought there'd be more to this, but there wasn't as, as, as far as I could tell. I always thought, he kind of says it later when he has his like little fit, that the reason Aaron studied theology was to prove to himself that God or whatever doesn't exist. And he'd rather believe that Jay has mental health issues than think that God or whatever can be real. Yeah. And I think Aaron first gets upset that the therapist begins taking notes on him instead of what Aaron is telling him about Jay. Right. Because I think the whole thing with Jay driving to Cindy's parents' house last week started Aaron questioning. And now he can't deal with it. But later when the candy bowl falls and everything goes all over the floor in the therapist's office and the books spell out cow talk, Aaron really starts to unravel. Yeah, I think, I mean, the whole studying theology, you would think that it's a lot of faith-based stuff. And for him to be having trouble with this because, I don't know, like, you think that it would have been a little bit easier for him? Yeah, and this is just my opinion because I was thinking about it. I think the reason he studies theology is to prove to himself that God doesn't exist. For some reason, he doesn't want that to be the truth and because he says to the doctor when the doctor says a theologist who doesn't believe in god and he says you'd be surprised how many of us there are yeah and what his reasoning is why he doesn't want to believe this and why he's so adamant i don't know but i think that's the reason he studies it to prove to himself that it doesn't exist that it doesn't exist yeah but i don't know they never actually say that i mean he does go on a rant later which Kind of didn't make a lot of sense. But so, like we said earlier at the bar, the fish tells Jay to give Mahandra a chair and she pulls one over and the guy was about to sit down, falls and dumps his drink all over himself. But he's a recovering alcoholic and realizes that the drink he thought was his had alcohol in it. And if he didn't spill it, he wouldn't have known and drank it. And his friend was kind of a jerk. He was like laughing. That was my drink. The way he was laughing, it sounded like he gave it to him on purpose. Yeah. And like we said, Mahandra seems upset. 
that that worked out for the best. And I don't really get that. I don't get why she's mad. She didn't do anything nice. She pulled a chair out from under a guy, pretty much. Right. Not to be mean, but not caring whether a guy was going to sit in the chair that she just yanked out. And they're all telling her how nice she is. And, I mean, it's clear to anybody that that's not the case. Yeah. So I don't know why they all keep doing that. So at some point, Jay thinks Pat has done something to Mrs. Beetle when she finds her trailer empty and her muffins burning and fat flip-flop print on the floor. And then she searches Pat's empty trailer. Jay comes back to her trailer and finds a not-so-fat Pat in the trailer looking at the albums dedicated to him. Yeah, it was too much, like, people being in other people's stuff. Yeah. Maybe that's what bothered me most. Yeah, everybody was breaking into everybody else's houses. and Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, Mrs. Beetle shows up, again, asking about her checks. And she says she just forgot to turn her oven off before she left. And both of them pretty much insult Pat without trying. And he leaves. <laughs> Didn't he used to be a big fat guy? <laughs> yeah. So later, Jay tries to apologize to Pat, but he won't answer the door, so she climbs through the window. And so again, yeah, somebody breaking in. So they talk, and Jay tries to tell him that he should leave his trailer once in a while. But he says he has 12 pounds to lose before he can even think about leaving. And she decides to take him to game night at her parents' house. But this guy has zero social skills from being a shut-in. Yeah. But he and Sharon team up on one team, and they're extremely competitive during the game. But it's funny that Jay's parents say that they've never seen Sharon so competitive which shows you how much they don't pay attention to her. Right. Because she's just has a snarky remark for Jay every time she's around because she's in competition with her. Yeah. All the time. Even with the balloons. This is the same bouquet of balloons I got when I passed the bar or became partner. Like, this is the important bouquet of right. balloons. Why are you getting it for being employee of the month? Right. You know, they're funny. I've never seen her that competitive. And she's competitive every second of her life. You know, and even when she goes up to whisper to Aaron, are you two not getting along like yay? Right, yeah. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier. Or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Doug here from the 13th Warehouse. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, please join Kim and Vicky over at the 13th Warehouse at the13thwarehouse.com. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse. Attention Warehouse fans. Kim and Vicky continue on with the Warehouse theme on the 13th Warehouse with Friday the 13th, the 1988 television series. Follow Mickey, Ryan, and Jack as they hunt for cursed antiques sold by Uncle Lewis to unsuspecting and sometimes suspecting patrons of his antique shop. So stick with us on the 13th Warehouse for Friday the 13th, the series. You can listen to the 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. 
So Aaron just turns going from being an ally and being unhinged to just being malicious. And now he's out to prove Jay has mental health issues, even if the proof is just for himself. So he glues the head back on the creamer. So after they leave game night, they go to the bar where we find out that Pat has the wrong idea and thinks this is a date. And we find out that again later. But for now, it's just about him telling Eric that Jay is obsessed with him and they're on a date. So back at the trailer park, Jay says goodbye to Pat and stops to talk to Mrs. Beetle, who has to be out of her spot by Friday. And the buffalo tells her again not to give the checks back. He says, don't even think about it. And I keep thinking that these were going to mean something else later, but none of them did that I could think of. So she goes home to find Pat in her bed, and we're going to skip over this whole thing unless you have something to say about it because it was creepy. No, again, it was like, why Why is everybody always somebody else's place like i said it was very very uncomfortable yeah so as we mentioned earlier aaron's becoming unhinged and the therapist thinks he's the one with problems he even writes down schizophrenia when he brings the cow to the office but the cow's head falls off and like we said earlier it causes a chain reaction of items breaking and falling and aaron sees two books that fell on the floor that reads cow talk so the next day jay's family minus aaron are at the store to surprise her for being named employee of the month the celebration includes lunch with her family aaron shows up for lunch and he's having an existential crisis as his father says and he starts in on jay about the cow which karen the mother says she's going to get rid of as soon as she gets home (laughs) but that's the way she solves problems she doesn't care why the cow is such a problem she's just going to get rid of it and then jay kind of loses it and makes a speech about how she doesn't deserve to be employed of the month and blah 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 and she leaves and when she gets back to the trailer park the residents think pat has snapped and has mrs beetle but mrs beetle is fine she's just making muffins for pat because he's fallen off the wagon because of what he thinks jay did to him and also figures out that losing weight didn't solve his problems no fooling obviously he's been shut in pretty much most of his life he's got other issues yeah probably which caused the weight gain yeah So Jay decides to tell Mrs. Beetle about the checks. And while Mrs. Beetle is yelling at her, Pat starts to get sick from eating so many muffins. Later in the hospital, Pat wakes up to find out that he's lost more than his 12-pound goal. And it turns out that Mrs. Beetle's muffins were fat-free. And she used a special kind of shortening that happens to cause gastrointestinal problems. So do you remember back in the 90s and early 2000s, Lay's potato chips came out with, they called them wow chips? Mm, Not really they were supposed to be fat free but they were made with and i could be saying the wrong name because i didn't look it up they were made with something called the lestra which was kind of a fat free shortening and they were eventually taken off the market for the same reason so i think this story was based on that because there was around the same time frame but i remember that being a big thing and it was making people sick just like this yeah so anyway when when pat wakes up why did we have to have a shot of his foot? Why did we have to have a shot of his foot? Of his foot? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Why? To make you feel even more uncomfortable. <sighs> this show is hitting every issue that I have. <laughs> this show, I swear to God, if there's an episode about feet, I'm out. <laughs> You're going to have to do it by yourself. <laughs> Because they're hitting every one of my things that I can't stand. Oh, that's too funny. (laughs) Because of what happened to him, although it's totally not healthy, and like I said, they took these chips off the market in real life, she's going to use this as a healthy snack. Yeah. 
She's going to market it as, an he- as a healthy snack. And she wants Pat to be her spokesperson. And there's a couple times during the episode, Mrs. Beetle says she needs to be able to market, but she just doesn't have the money. So because Jay kept all her checks... And now she has this big lump sum of money that she would have never had all at once. She can afford marketing and to build her business. Yeah. So all of this good stuff happened because of Jay. And, of course, she yells and screams that she's not nice or to stop saying thank you or whatever she was yelling about and leaves. So later, Eric shows up at the store to return the certificate Jay left behind, but really to find out if Pat was her boyfriend. And he's pretty much the only person Jay doesn't yell at for calling her. Her nice. I mean, she does say I'm not nice, but she says it in a nice way. Yeah. And I think he makes her see that it's possible that she is a little bit nice and it's okay to be a little bit nice. Is that the impression you got? Yeah. He's always seen her as nice. Right, yeah. I mean, I think he sees her and her flaws, but I think, yeah, I mean, there's nice, there's like empathy, which I think she does show sometimes. Yeah, she does. And then there's kind of like that sarcastic, like, I don't give a shit side too. And um, I think she's very different from his ex-wife or current wife. Yeah, yeah. He seems to me to see her through a whole different lens than anybody else. Just like when she pulls the chair out, he's got to see that wasn't a nice thing to do. Yeah. It wasn't specifically a mean thing to do. It was an unthinking thing to do. You know, she didn't pull the chair out saying, oh, I'm going to make this guy fall. She just didn't look to see if anybody was using the chair before she pulled it away. Yeah, she's not aware of her surroundings. Right, but he seems to see past that for some reason. I don't know. But I did like this one. Not as much as I originally thought in my head. But the creep factor, that was my problem. A lot of it was creepy, you know. It was. I think that was my biggest thing. It was almost too much. Yeah. So, do you have anything else? Um... No, I don't think so. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. I mean, I liked it, like I said, that we saw her life in the trailer park a little bit. I like that they're showing Aaron's character a little more, even though he's becoming unhinged. But I have to believe he's always had issues. His character is not well established. Right. In life. Like, you could argue that the sister is, she's a big time lawyer or whatever, say she's very successful, but he's no different than Jay, really. Exactly, except he lives at home. And that's the only difference. And, you know, Jay even points that out in an earlier episode. They praise my brother and he's living at home. Yeah. You know, but there's something to be said for this favorite son. People seem to, I know. (laughs) People seem to overlook. I mean, I'm I'm the only son, but I'm certainly not the favorite child. so. (laughs) So I'm glad they're starting to establish his character more, though. Up until last week, we really didn't see that much of him. Yeah. You know, enough to know what's going on. And I think he's more unhinged than he thinks. Jay seems to be. Yeah, and I don't even know if Jay's worried about herself. She doesn't seem to even be worried about it anymore. She just goes along with what anything's telling her. But he's becoming more unhinged than he thinks that Jay is. You know, I'm glad they're bringing his character in more. All right, so if you don't have anything else? No, I think that's it. All right, then we'll see you next time for Barrel Bear. I'm going to say again, I think I like this one. If I'm remembering what it is, I think I like this one. See you later. See you later. Bye. Bye. Join us next time for Season 1, Episode 7, Barrel Bear and Kai Win. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, 
on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, on Facebook at Eureka Rewatch, page name, Yeah, That Can't Be Good, and on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. Episodes of Yeah, That Can't Be Good are available on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for Yeah, That Can't Be Good, The Wonderfalls Edition, Gypsy Blues, provided by Paul Whitman and his orchestra, found on Pixabay, free for commercial and personal use. Thanks for listening. Come back soon. Bye.